ready for this one all right welcome back to the beauty inspires beauty podcast i'm your host jess bergio former behind the chair stylist of over 20 plus years salon owner course creator podcast starter you know all the things right but it's not about me today it's about you i'm just giving you a little backstory as to who the f i am because the title of this podcast is the six fundamentals the six fundamentals of a six-figure stylist. Now, if you're not a stylist and you're like, oh shit, I, I tapped on the wrong one. This is this is for a six-figure mindset, a six-figure business, a six-figure brand. You could be a creative entrepreneur. You could be any type of service-based industry. This is going to pertain to you. So grab a pen, grab a paper. Maybe you know all this shit already. Maybe you just need a, a quick reminder. But these are truly the six fundamentals that I've put together that I think set you apart from those that are not able to hit six figures in their business yet, right? Because I've never regretted my career as a stylist for one minute. Not to say that I haven't thought about doing a hundred other things, but I haven't regretted my career. And, you know, the beauty and wellness industry is one of the most magical freaking fields out there. It's literally one of the coolest industries to be a part of. The creative entrepreneur space is one of the coolest industries to be a part of. You know, you get to help people feel and look their best inside and out. And most of the time, you get to be your own boss in some sort of way, you know, in the process of it. But let's face it, most creatives, most stylists, most people in our industry struggle to make ends meet. I'm just keeping it real. Like, I've worked in large space, in large salons where I knew what people were making. You know, I knew at times what I was making, even if it was a lot, it, it still sometimes felt like, I was struggling to make ends meet. It can be an exhausting business of really long hours for sometimes little reward. And it's a super competitive industry of people who are all kind of offering the same exact services as you. So my question is, how do you stand out? Maybe you're a tattoo artist. Maybe you're a massage therapist. What is it that you do? And how, how is it that you stand out? How do you start to forge your own path? I mean... This question, I get asked this, can you even make six figures as a stylist? Like really doesn't get asked too much anymore because I feel like after the lockdown, after the shutdown, you know, people really started paying attention to the energy of their space was what they were receiving in payment and equal energy exchange for the amount of effort they were putting into each client, you know? So yes, the answer is absolutely you can make six figures as a stylist and in this industry. No matter where you work or how long you've been working or even how you define success, you can get there in as little as these six steps, but you must be, this is the kicker, this is where I see a lot of people uh, struggle, fail, whatever word you want to put there, you must be consistent. Just like your work has to be consistent. You need to remember on the tough days why you got into the industry in the first place and and really truly tap into that sincere passion for what you do and follow these six steps to becoming and sustaining a six-figure business in the industry, okay? Number one, number one is make authentic connections, okay? When they talk about showing up authentically on social media, it's not a it's not a little buzzword. Like, who are you? Who are you? Why is this client gonna book you versus the lady next to you? 
You two were both trained at the same place. You charge the exact same prices. You both do the exact same technical skill level ability. Why would she choose you over her? It's, it's because she genuinely wants to connect with you. You know, while all of the six skills that I'm going to mention here are super vital to your success as a stylist, there is no more important of a skill than to master making authentic connections with your clients. Because you literally can be the most talented stylist out there, but if you don't know how to create a bond with your clients, it won't, they won't come back. It won't mean anything. Your connection really surrounds around nailing your consultation, being super clear. This is like your chance to make an impression, not only in your expertise as a stylist or whatever service you're providing, but also in a working relationship. They are coming to you for the high quality service from someone that they can trust and someone that they like. Show them that's exactly what you are by being naturally, authentically you, listening to their concerns and being honest about what you can and can't do for them. So when it comes to the consultation, really in any business, there are a few key key points to keep in mind. First thing is make it about them entirely. Don't look at the consultation as your chance to get the most business out of them. In fact, keep your agenda out of the consultation entirely. It should be about the client, their story, and their wishes. Ask permission from your client to tell them the truth as an expert, as an experienced stylist. This allows you the space to be perfectly honest about your services and what they're looking for. Last but not least, keep it real. Keep it real with them. I don't know how many times in the beginning of my career I said yes to shit I knew I fucking should have said no to. Like, yeah, I can get you to a level six with no orange in your hair, even though you've been box dyeing it for 16 years. Like, there was parts of me that loved the challenge. And then there was parts of me that were too stupid to know to say no to something that was going to set me up to look like a piece of shit and melt their hair off. Like, you know, if you, if you want to go red and you don't think it's going, if they want to go red, sorry, and you don't think it's going to give them the results they want, tell them now that you've created a safe space for your client, they're going to look to you as someone that they can trust. It's going to build the confidence. And, and I don't want you to be afraid to share that confidence with them, the yes or no. Sometimes saying no to something is the most powerful thing you can do. Okay, the second thing, engage with your expertise. Like, what are you really good at? What do you know? Because just because you're the expert and they aren't doesn't mean you can't engage on that same level. Allow your clients a look into your process. Like, explain what you're going to do, how you're going to do it and keep them in the loop as the process kind of begins, that I've learned alone will squash any qualms about price change or why you charge so much. People will feel included. They'll understand the process of why you're doing specific things. Now, I I will say on some notes, some clients don't want to hear anything. They don't want to talk about it. They don't need to know. But I think at least giving them the option to understand what's going on and why you're doing certain things that allows them to see you as the expert, right? And, and to kind of like be a part of the process because you, you already have their trust from your killer consultation. So expand on that by allowing them to be a part of the journey. People, some people really like to be kept in the loop. And remember when you're getting a service and it's always comforting to know exactly what's happening, um, especially if they're a brand new client. And along the way, you know, they may ask how you did something or why you did something, and you can anticipate their question by talking through the steps as you're going through them. 
because that will totally alleviate any questions or concerns they have. And this will definitely allow another key opportunity to strengthen your bond with your client and show off just how talented you are, which we know is talented as fuck, right? Okay, number three, we've touched on number one, make an authentic connection. Number two, engage with your expertise. So by teaching what you're doing to your client, it establishes you as the expert because they may have gone to several other stylists and they had no clue what they've gotten. Like I've had clients try to book with the front desk, not me personally, my clients know what they get, but people that book and they're like, oh, I need an appointment. They're like, for what? I don't know. She just does whatever she does. Like your clients should know what they're paying for and they should know what they are getting. Okay. Third thing, deepen the bond with your clients. And here's what you need to remember. Clients come in first, obviously for the high quality service that you offer. And second for who you are, right? So like Kelly refers so-and-so to you and she sends, you know, Sarah in to see you. Sarah already has heard about you through this other person or saw you on social media, but this is your, your opportunity to really connect with them. And this is what's going to set you apart from every other stylist out there. Okay. It's a secret. I'm going to tell you what it is. It's you. This is going to be, you're going to hear me uh, this on repeat, right? You're going to be so sick of me saying that it's you, you are the key factor (laughs) to the success of your business. Have confidence that you, your personality is enough and, and be the stylist that not only takes care of your clients when they're right in front of you, but for long after you're probably thinking like, well, how do I do that? If you genuinely show interest in who they are, all you have to do, ask them about what they do, where they're going or why they want to, why they want the look that they asked for. Sometimes we get like a, um, you know, inspo picture from a client. And you forget to ask like, okay, this is beautiful. Like, but why do you want this? Is it just because it's pretty or like, is this look, if I give you this look, how are you going to feel? Or what is this going to shift inside of you? You know, like getting them to have a deeper connection with the work that you do is going to like solidify that bond. If you're able to give them that, you know, get on their level and find ways to connect through their interests. This is one of the biggest skill sets that I learned from my early mentor um, about connecting with clients because I was young. I was in 19, 20 when I started. What did I have in common with my 40-year-old clients or even 30-year-old clients? I wasn't well-seasoned. I wasn't, you know, I hadn't been around, hadn't traveled yet. I didn't really have a lot to connect with them on. And, you know, he encouraged me to, you know, watch, you know, the local movies that were out, read the paper, touch upon articles of things that I could at least connect with my clients on. Um, And that really helped me start to learn how to have genuine conversation with all different types of people, right? Because in a perfect scenario, this kind of stuff just happens naturally, but sometimes you kind of have to work at it to, to connect and bond with that client. You know, even if you have to write note cards, I did this all the time. I would write down, you know, it was Michelle. She has three kids. She lives by the beach. They go to Tahoe once a year. Uh, she loves horseback riding. So like when I went to go mix her color, I maybe forgot like all that stuff. But I went back to mix her color. I pull out her color card and mixing up the lightener. I can say to her, oh my God, did you guys get a chance to like go to Tahoe? Like it's so easy to just pull because you're one to many. They're many to you. So don't be hard on yourself if you can't remember all the details. Because there are some clients that, you know, you might have seen five or six times and you're like, I still don't remember. They're just not memorable. But take that as a challenge to find something that you can connect with them on and make them memorable to you. So it's easy for conversation to flow. Um, And honestly, like side note, this is where having an assistant 
comes in, that's really amazing because having a three-way conversation and having someone to like pick up the slack when maybe you're not fully able to be present with that client other than to do the work or the service. Sometimes it's tough, you know, you're, we're human. We get behind, we get busy, shit could have happened. And when, when you have an assistant kind of sharing that space with you, it really helps to create this cool conversation with your clients that just seem like you guys are so all about them, right? So keep those client cards with the notes and refresh your memory, maybe even before they walk in the door. Next thing that will help deepen the bond with your client is retail sales. Yeah, I said it, okay? There are so many stylists out there that are afraid of trying to sell retail or feel fucking guilty for trying to upsell. It's still to me, to the life of like, I can't understand this. The only time I don't sell is when I'm literally, I forget. Like I literally am so busy that, and this is again, why I have an assistant to make sure that that client goes home with the proper, you know, aftercare for the service. They just dropped a couple hundred bucks on, you know, but it, it really just depends on how you look at it. Right. If you look at it from the lens of like pure financial gain, like my salon requires me to sell X amount each month, otherwise my booth rent goes up or whatever the case may be. If you look at it from just that, then it doesn't always feel good. It might even feel awkward. I think a lot of people, it feels awkward. But consider like the flip side you want your client to look and feel their best, always, hands down, duh. Not just when they're sitting in your chair in front of you. You want to help them recreate the same look that you're able to give them for the next six, eight, 12 weeks. Because if you give them something that they can't maintain, they're, they're going to be frustrated for those in-between weeks until they see you again. You know, you want them to feel super good about it. Show them how they can do that. Offer them the products that make them, that make sense for the look that they're going for. And of course, for their hair texture and the time that they have, yada, yada, you know, all these things, right? I'm preaching to the choir, but walk them through while you're using them on them and explaining why, what's in it and how it's so beneficial. Because they're going to feel good knowing that you are coming from an authentic place and they'll want to buy the products from you to keep the magic going long after they leave the salon. And come on, people want to support us. They want to support by, they know now, you know, Amazon's not going to give a kickback to the salon. They, people understand how it works, but sometimes they don't. And if, if a client makes a comment like, oh, I just get it on Amazon. I wouldn't bag Amazon for it not being like a, oh, I don't know if that product's good or not. I hear people say that all the time, like, well, I, Amazon doesn't guarantee the products. Well, that's one thing. And maybe you might need to say that. But I think really the thing to say is it, it really helps support our small business when you shop locally with us. You know, can I offer you $2 off the product? Like ask your salon or if you're the salon owner, consider doing something like that so you can keep the business in house. Because at the end of the day, like it not only, yes, puts dollars in the pockets of the salon or your pocket, it keeps that client connected to you as where they get their stuff. So they're more likely to come back and get the service and to get the products, right? Okay, so the fourth thing on our list of six, we're, we're getting there, spread the word, spread the word, spread the word. So this could be obviously word of mouth to people that you meet in the streets. This could be social media, right? Because times have changed thanks to the crazy onslaught of all things social media. But one thing stays the same. Referrals are always helpful. Duh. It makes spreading the word significantly easier when you can grow your business out from your core group of clients and beyond. I always ask my clients to send me people just like them. Obviously not clients that are not my favorite. I do not 
say that to them. But the ones I really like, I'm like, you're so rad. You probably have five friends just like you. Like, who do they see for their hair? How can I get them in my chair? How can you help me get them in my chair? And they're like, oh my God, I'll totally tell them. Or I totally like blah, blah, blah. Like people are obsessed with helping, with supporting. Like they really are, but we're, everyone's busy. Don't assume that because, you know, one of your favorite clients has never sent you a client. She's too busy thinking about all the other shit she's got to do to talk about your business. But if you put it on her heart, if you give her a couple cards to pass out, that's when she's like, oh, wow. Like my style, like I really want to help my stylist. And therefore I will remember to pass these out. Or when someone makes a comment about how amazing her hair looks, she'll be like, oh yeah, my stylist just gave me a card. Here you go. Um, it's really like, it's really like key and referrals are obviously are essential for two reasons. One, it creates a deeper bond between you and your clients. They feel good that you ask them and it's cool when all of your friends go to the same person, right? And B, it's one of the easiest ways to advertise yourself and the least expensive, right? It's, it's an ask. Offer a discount for the referral, but only when you get the new client and guaranteed you'll see the size of your client's base has doubled just from your initial client's word of mouth. So to give a thank you to that client for referring you people, maybe it's you send me three people, I give you, you know, hundred bucks off your next, next service, whatever feels good to you. But if you're still in the building phase of your business, which you always should be right. You always should be building to that next level. It's, it's, it really bums me out when I see people are booked out solid for X amount of time. I'm like, if you're that booked out, like you should still be trying to drum up new business. That's willing to pay you a slightly higher fee because that is how we continue, continue to grow. And we don't have to worry about dropping, you know, uh, our price increases on our current clients because your books will start to fill in with those higher ticket clients and, you know, so on and so forth. And then you can address that. We'll get to that later on down the road, but you know, referrals still are tried and true, the number one way to market. They, they really are. And for, like I said, they're, they're completely free. Another great way to build is to find local ambassadors, influencers, um, people that can help really spread the word to plug you on their social media. I mean, duh, we know, we know how influencer marketing works. Um, if you put together an agreement that will benefit both of you, like for example, you cut color and style them, of course, taking a ton of beautiful pictures of their work, of your work. Um, you both post on your pages. She tags you, she gives all the backstory. Um, you know, maybe the agreement is she posts two to three tiles on her story, possibly during the service and after, like a kind of before and after, along for the journey. Um, and then an actual page post, that's a win-win. And I would aim for probably one new influential ambassador a month. This ambassadorship program, um, along with a referral program, will exponentially help you grow whatever type of service that you want. So if you're new to extensions and that's what you want to focus on, getting you know, a new ambassador each month that can promote for you. And, and you, even micro influencers have a good reach. Like they don't have to have 10,000 followers or a hundred thousand followers. They could just have a couple hundred local people that follow them for one specific or two specific things. Um, because honestly, a book of a hundred clients is all you need. You don't need 10,000 clients. So, you know, I think that alone, those two things, we could stop there, but, um, we got to talk about social media, right? That was a touch of social media, but the fifth thing on our list of the six fundamentals is to put your best foot forward online. Uh, social media, love, hate, right? 
We love to hate it, hate to love it. Truth is social media platforms, obviously like Instagram and Facebook have been an essential marketing tool in the newer era of small business, which is what, what you are, what I am. One video, a post, a hashtag can make you go viral or boost your reach tenfold. Hello, TikTok, you know? See number four for ideas. <laughs> See the last one. How do you, how do you with the, with the influencers and whatnot? Beyond that, though, think of social media as a chance to further develop your brand, your brand voice, and your identity. It's storytelling at its finest. Like, tell the story. Whether it's your before and after pictures that tell a story, pictures of you to get people to know, like, and trust you, or pictures of your space, products that you're obsessed with, give your followers an inside look into your world. This is where I see so much resistance with my clients. I'm like, I don't like to share. I don't like to do this. I don't like to do that. Oh, I get it. There are some days I don't either. And then there's some days that I feel excited to share. And so I lean into those days and I overshare. There is no wrong way to do it as long as you are somewhat consistently showing up and sharing little bits of each of these things. I kind of consider these all pillars of my business, right? The personal part of the brand. Um, the picture, the before and afters are all part of it. Your space is part of your, your brand pillars. The products that you love to use are all part of it. You want to give them an inside look to into your world. You know, I have some, some people that I follow that are super good at this. Um, the owner of style lounge, Allie Cohen, she's beautiful. She does this so well. She, she shows off her day-to-day -day look. She shows off her clients. She shows off her amazing hair. She shows her working behind the scenes. She shows her team. She shows products she's obsessed with. She's a great one if you need a reference for someone who is killing it in this space. You know, be sure that you're posting the kind of work that you want to be doing. You know, don't be posting a bunch of men's cuts if that's really not the type of clientele you want to be doing in the future. If there's type of work that you want to be doing that you don't currently have clients in your chair for, this is where I peel off content creation days and I will book a day and do that type of work and get content photos for that. So I have actual content to post to speak to the ideal client that I want to get. That's the difference. If you're posting work, if you're a tattoo artist, you're posting a bunch of traditional tattoos, but that's really not the kind of work you want to be doing. You know, you need to be side hustling and getting some clients for the work you do want to be doing and showcasing that as what you're obsessed with doing and what you're an expert at and what you really love. You know, that'll help you drive more of that traffic into your chair. So with all that being said, it's a great way just for your clients to stay connected to you. And by tagging you in their new selfie or recommending you to a friend, it's still the best way to acquire like those lifer clients when they can see like a sneak peek into your world. You know, they, they just want to see what you're doing because sometimes you're the person they go to for what's cool, what's in style, what shoes, what, what's this or that. Like you're more than just the service that you provide. Remember that. But social media can be an overwhelming, sometimes scary place if you're kind of new, right? Or if you've been staying away for it for so long. It's intimidating to figure out what to do or where to start. So here are a few things to keep in mind in regards to your engagement and growing your following. A, we've talked about this a million times already. Be authentic. I, I just can't freaking stress it enough. Um, I find that when I'm struggling to show up on social media, it's because I'm fucking overthinking it. I'm overthinking how I look, what I'm saying. Uh, 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 I want to be perfect. Like everyone can relate to that because <laughs> there's, there's, so many people doing what you already do 
that it can be overwhelming. We can see, oh, she's doing it like this and I can't do it like that. And, and then we're trying to be like people versus just trying to be ourselves. And that's where it's like, you are so unique and what you have to say and your perspective, that's the shit that sets you apart. There's enough business to go around. We already know that hands down, there is enough to go around. So don't try to compete with them. If you're inspired by somebody, sure, follow them. That's totally fine. But stick to your values and your clients' values, and you'll be golden. I love sitting in my car, or it's probably one of the only quiet places I have, while I record my IG stories and just talk about what's on my mind from the week or new goals that I'm like looking to achieve or that I'm proud of myself for. It's a chance to connect with my audience in a real and raw way. It's like not super in my studio. It's not with my lighting. It's sometimes 5 a.m. when I've just you know left the gym or whatever, when I'm on that high. However you like to express yourself, just do it authentically. That's like the only thing I can say. Second thing, take advantage of IGTV. I know it's not talked about as much, um, but it's still something that is an amazing tool that will help you expand your reach. You can do styling tips, um, business tips, popping up to say hello, whatever it is, do it on IGTV, save that video and post it also as a reel. You can repurpose content. Um, I, I think kind of reels obviously have taken place of IGTV, but IGTV still have a purpose for longer form content that you can then take snippets of that video and turn into a reel where a reel is really just a way to catch somebody's eye. We're scrolling, 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 and then boom, we see something funny in a reel or the song catches our eye. You know, always push people down to the caption where they can learn more, where they can like connect with you deeper. You know, if you can share some quick, quick, content on the reel, that's cool too, but mostly direct them to the content below because that's where you're going to continue the relationship. And then always have some sort of call to action at the end of that content post. How can they get a hold of you? How can they book with you? Should they DM you? Do you want, is there a book now link in your link? Like tell them what to do once they find you. Okay. Engage online. Um, what does that mean? Engage online doesn't just mean post and pray. It doesn't mean post and ghost. Those are two things that like I learned the phrases and I love them so much. The power of the like button is only matched by the power of the comment. And even with that, a thoughtful comment, like and comment back on those who engage with you, whether it's a fellow stylist or a prospective client, show them that you see them and that you hear them and that you're happy to like chat with them. That's called active marketing rather than passive marketing. The people that I see that thrive the most on social media, they do spend some time answering in stuff in the DMs. They comment back to the comments that are on their stories and their posts. They ask for comments in their, in their content. They're, they're looking for engagement. What, do, what does your audience want from you? Who is it that you're attracting? And you want to have those conversations because it takes several times for a new person to come across you and see you before they free willingly want to book with you or inquire with you. But if they're commenting on your stuff, that's your, that's your opportunity to be like, Hey girl, what's up? So glad this resonated with you. Are you looking to go blonde? What does your current hair color situation look like? You know, and then be consistent. The pages that you see blowing up or that have blown up or are growing super fast are because they post often. A lot of people are posting five days a week in their pages and their story posts. Now, while it's not as hard as you think it is to post that often, I don't think you need to post just for the sake of posting. 
because you want people to start to look forward to seeing your shit. They, you want to be known for sharing some valuable content, whether it's like to make them laugh, whether it's to educate them. Um, entertainment also goes along with laughing, right? So you want to find ways to really connect with people. So by posting often, they get used to seeing you and they start to look forward to your energy and what you have to offer. Okay. And last but not least, (laughs) number six, under our fundamentals list for today, right? To becoming a six-figure stylist, owning a six-figure business is to know your why. What is your purpose behind the passion you have for doing what you do? Maybe you already know your why, or maybe you don't, but I'm going to give you a refresher. You need to know your why. Why are you doing this? Why are you in this industry? Why do you show up to work every day? Really let this marinate because your why may have changed from when you first started. You know, like for me, my why is far different 20 years later than it was when I first, first started, even where I, when I was 10 years in and then my why shifted again, once I had my son. So it's okay for your why to change, you know, it, it really is. All of these other skills and efforts will be for, for nothing. If you don't feel confident in yourself or your business, your why won't make you feel like this is work necessarily. Your why is what will help you set further goals and dream up the life you've always envisioned. It'll help you know your worth. You know, when you're really solidified in that, your why is is what will hold you together on days that it's tough. It will push past the I'm, I'm motivated, excited, and help you stay in dedication to the bigger goals that you have for your business. You know, because not every day is going to be sunshine and rainbows. We already know that. Shit happens. Client shit happens. But if you're rooted in your why and you've got these six things to work on, if a client cancels, you dive into social media. If, if you know, you fuck up and double book somebody, you see that as a blessing. You know, I've, I'm so busy. I've accidentally double booked myself. I might, maybe I need an assistant. You know, what is the why? Is the why so that you can have, you know, freedom of your schedule to possibly own a space one day, like dive deep into what that why is. And if you need help connecting to that, why reach out to me, send me a text to 619-332-3045 and just text me the word why or text me. I don't know my why, you know, sometimes we get lost in the busyness of the doing that we forget to, to give things purpose in our life. We can get passionate about a lot of things. I think for a while there was like, what is my passion? Well, I'm fucking passionate about a lot of shit. But what is your purpose and your why behind doing what you do? You can also have many purposes in life too. There isn't a, I have one purpose in this world and that's all I got to show up for for the next 45 adult years of my life. If your why has shifted, it's time to acknowledge that and reassess where you're at in your business and what you're doing and how you're showing up. Your why is the core of, of all that's important to you in your world. And that is one of the things I love brainstorming on. We can get on a clarity call. We can talk this through. We do a lot of this in our workshopping um, at the creative house. So shoot me a text. If this resonated with you, if you know know another creative entrepreneur or a beauty entrepreneur that could uh, benefit from hearing these six fundamentals, please hit the stop button, share it with them right now, send it to somebody who needs to listen to this. Um, And again, remember why you chose to be in the most badass industry in 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 the world. It truly gives you any freedom to make whatever amount of money that you want to expand into education, create courses, start some sort of 
product line if you want. If you want to keep it simple and you just want to do your behind the chair business, how can you make the most of the time that you are spending doing the thing that you love? Sending you guys so much love. These are great things to marinate on and to kind of really dive deeper into how are you showing up for yourself and your business to create the income that you are so deserving of. All right. I hope this helped. Sending you all so much love and I'll see you on the next one.